here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes. This is Rob McCarron. In a moment, we'll be joined by Jeff Hawkins. Today, we're going to talk about WWE, Battleground, Raw, all the things that are happening leading up to SummerSlam in just a few weeks. If you'd like to reach out to the show, comment, call in during our recordings, or email us. You can get all of our info at shakethemropes.com. That's shakethemropes.com. You can click on live show info and find out when to call in and where to call in and all the information on contacting us. You can follow us on Twitter at shakethemropes. We do post when we are recording shows. So if you did want to call in and talk about anything within WWE or wrestling in general, you can certainly do so. Make your opinion heard at shakethemropes.com and on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. We are going to be back in just a moment talking WWE with myself and Jeff Hawkins on Shake Them Ropes. All right, hello and welcome everybody to Shake Them Ropes. It is Tuesday, July 22nd, I believe, going off of memory. And my memory for the calendar is not always the best. This is Rob McCarron, Jeff Hawkins here. We are back to talk about the ongoings in WWE, including the Battleground pay-per-view and Raw from last night. Jeff, how are you? Oh, sometimes I get that feeling. Hello. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I never went back to WrestleMania 28 or 27, whichever one it was, to see which songs that Flo Rida did, but I'm pretty sure two of the three he did last night in Raw, he also did at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. I think he did Good Feeling, and I'm pretty sure he did, uh, what was the other one? I, I don't know, Flo Rida. I was just doing an impression. No, it was a very good impression. <laughs> I mean, I thought you were Flo Rida there for a second. Like you were the exact same guy. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, now this is going to bug me. I'm going to figure out. But yeah, he uh, he did the same songs. But Flo Rida was on the show last night getting the big celebrity guests. The only celebrity guests. Yes. No. Um, wild ones. That was it. Wild ones. We are entering my favorite time of uh, wrestling. Are we? Part. A bit because you. Got, I mean, and and it helps that there are other promotions that are doing really good things. You know, you have the G1 in New Japan. TNA's had some a really good string of tape shows. Yes, TNA, the promotion that everybody disses because they're not WWE. You know, Ring of Honor has some good stuff. Battle of LA, PWG, and uh, WWE going into SummerSlam, and then after SummerSlam, they, there's always that one week in August where everybody kind of goes to sleep except for the writing team, and they allow them to try something uh, weird. There's <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. You make yeah. a good case for this being an exciting time in pro wrestling. I you know, I'm I'm I I was watching uh day one of the G one uh, today while I was on the elliptical. Really I, strong show. I need to see it. 
Uh, I got I got news for uh, for people who were dissing TNA. Uh, AJ Styles, uh, the phenomenal nickname Fitz. I'm just gonna say that. I hear he's pretty good. He's pretty darn good. Now I have not seen day one of the new Japan G1. I haven't seen it. I'll, I'll see it eventually. Um, also, I consider myself the Toru Yano of wrestling podcasts. Okay. <laughs> You can consider yourself that all day long if you'd like. Hey, with with Santino gone, he is now uh, the preeminent mid card comedy heel. So, sure. But uh, but continue your thought. I I apologize. I consider myself the JTG of podcasting. <laughs> How is that guy still around? <laughs> I don't think he is. He's not. Okay. I was talking about me. Oh well, because Get you it. write. Because anyway. You write... Rob McCarron writes uh, very good raw reports for the Wrestling Observer website over at f4wonline.com or wrestlingobserver.com. Yes, I do. I have to watch raw, all three hours of it live, in fact, which is uh, pretty tough to do when I don't have cable at the moment. But I make do. I make it work. Um, I'm seeing a lot of British commercials. We'll just say that. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Raw last night was a big show. Uh, the night before that, not so big of a show in Battleground. Uh, I don't know what that sound you just made was, but oh, I was I was doing a little British man in the background. Continue. Oh, I was I was getting on a point about AJ Styles. So everyone is putting over how big the AJ Styles Okada match was from the first night of the G1, and I have no. I have no doubt that it was awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles in the ring is excellent. Mm-hmm. But now, and everyone was making this point before, but because he had such a good showing in the main event against Okada, everyone's like, oh my God, how did WWE pass on AJ Styles? Uh, I'll tell you how. Yeah. Because, because it's pretty obvious. Because they're not necessarily interested in the total of the in ring product, they want the personality outside of the yes. ring as well. And, and AJ, AJ Styles, AJ Styles can't cut a doesn't cut a very good promo. He is not a WWE superstar. Now, even when people were saying the same thing about Brian Danielson in Ring of Honor, Brian Danielson had a huge personality in Ring of Honor. It just so happened that for a majority of his run, he was the best wrestler in the world. But when he wasn't being the champion, he was highly entertaining whether he wrestled or not. AJ what? Styles, he gets his entertainment value by being in the ring. And not a guy that I would see fitting, especially when he's 35 plus. Uh, well, I can definitely see how they passed on AJ Styles. That said, I do, you know, I don't think AJ is, would be a terrible fit. I think he no. could find, I think he could find a heelish fit. I think he would there. be more of a fit than Adrian as long, Neville is. As, as long as he's far away from Ric Flair. Yeah. Which, which was always the problem in TNA when he, when he did that short heel run. I, um, uh, yeah, I, I think he would be better fit in every way than Adrian Neville. Oh, yeah. But Adrian Neville's getting chances, so. Yeah, we'll go to uh, Battleground from Sunday night, a show that I was pretty well looking forward to, mostly for the undercard. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know what it was, but right just as soon as the show started, I all of a sudden just didn't have that much, much interest in it. And it certainly didn't help when less than an hour later, one of the main events for me was canceled. Yeah, a lot of people had a lot of different uh, things going on. For me, it was internet uh, issues, and I've got them 
I found a workaround for mine to get the network working, although I couldn't get it working on my PS3. I had to uh, Chromecast it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this uh, – I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just, you know, I mean, <laughs> running a pay-per-view the week after you fly your crew to and from Japan might have had something to do with it. Um, and I think it did, especially for a B show. And I think people were – you know, maybe in the back of their mind subconsciously, hey, this is a B show. We're tired. Let's just get through this right now, and then we'll go to the road to SummerSlam. But this was a one-match show, pretty much. Usos and uh, and the Wyatts. Mm-hmm. And even, even within that, it was a one-fall match because the other two, you know, were kind of quick. And then that third fall was spectacular. But other than that... Oh, I found I found Battleground kind of meh, to be honest with you. I found it meh, too. Uh, we do have a caller on the line in to shake them ropes. Caller, your name and where are you calling from? We're taking calls. What's going on, boys? It's uh, Greg, a.k.a. Crow Bro, from uh, the great state of Indiana. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Right for where I'm from as well. Greg, how are you? I'm um, not too bad, not too bad. Just... Uh, Closing up the work day and uh, probably give you guys a call. I saw you guys uh, tweeted you to be on here, so I figured I'd share my opinions with you. What are you guys talking about? We we had just gotten into uh, Battleground from Sunday night. Um, basically, it's an open forum. If you have a strong opinion about anything from Raw, from Battleground, go for it because we have not dived into much quite yet. Uh, okay, I, I did not watch this uh, pay per view, so I don't have a whole lot to say about that. Uh, I guess I could. So I guess to build up Battleground, whatever you guys. Uh, I think that out. that probably says enough right there that you didn't even watch <laughs> Battleground. Yeah, I don't have the network, and it seemed like a placeholder show. So uh, I, maybe I'll, I'll uh, go to everybody's house to watch SummerSlam, or even you know try and buy the network by then. But uh, I mean, the build for SummerSlam does look good. Uh, I will say so far from what I saw last night. Uh, I mean, Brock Cena you know, can't go wrong with that. Uh, even you know, Reigns, Orton. Uh, well, you can't go wrong with that. They did, but I, I think the build will at least be pretty good, and the match should be good again. Uh, I mean, I, I was pretty satisfied with Raw last night. I just want to get your opinion on uh, Roman Reigns. Where do you think he is now? That uh, you know, it's been a couple of weeks where he's been given that push. Do you think he's uh, on track uh, to main event WrestleMania? I don't know. What are you guys feeling about that? Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, right now, no. Um, I think Roman Reigns is still trying to (laughs) – the best metaphor I could come up with, he's a child wearing adult clothes right now, and he's trying to grow into them. Um, I really don't like what they did with his gear in terms of (laughs) – and that seems like a weird point to make, but, you know, they've kind of kiddied him up a bit with the fluorescent fluorescent, uh, trim on on the – on the shield outfit, but uh, you know, Reigns is, he's gonna, he's, he has a year to grow. I think, I think there's potential there to still main event WrestleMania. Don't get me wrong, but right now, no, he's still trying to find his voice a bit, still trying to get past the kind of the clunkiness of, of the promos that are laid out for him because I don't believe they're laid out in his voice. I believe they're kind of laid out in a writer's voice uh, in ring you know he's he's finding his bearings uh swimming with sharks kind of cuz i mean even even guys that you don't think of as as you know high work rate guys you know like kane is is very very 
good at what he does at his age. So, I mean, he's he's trying to find his depth there. Still trying to find his character a bit, but uh, you know what? He has until, you know, February-ish to, to get there. So, uh, you know, right now, no, but he's growing, and he's a project, and it's obvious that this is the guy they want. So, And you, you said it right there. There's still time, because even seven months ago, when we were just getting into the start of this year, Roman Reigns was starting to become a little bit more popular, kind of singled out away from the rest of the Shield. Uh, but he's definitely more over now as a single star than he was then um, with the potential that we're all seeing. So six months down the road, we might be able to see some more of it. So WrestleMania is still a long time away. There are definite improvements that have to be made, not just the superficial stuff, but he's got to find his voice uh, probably needs to work more longer matches at house shows, you know, going one-on-one. He's got to improve that game a little bit. But what I fear right now is that they're going to tire the fans on Roman Reigns really quickly. Yeah, kind of the Ryback thing where they kind of, yes. you know, shoved him out yeah, every yeah, time for a main event thing. The thing is, though, I mean, since he was brought up from developmental, he has improved quite a bit. And I, you know, I attribute that to hanging out with, you know, guys who were really, really good, like Ambrose and, and Rollins. And, you know, I could see after this Ambrose Rollins program, putting Reigns in a program with Rollins just to, you know, get a little bit better within, you know, technically. Uh, I I agree. I, I mean, him being buddied up with uh, Orton and Kane for now isn't going to help. I mean, anyone who uses them probably is brought down by their, by their general, you know. You know, God help him if he screws up a move in an Orton match and Orton decides yeah. to have a t- tantrum yeah, like he did with yeah. Kofi. I mean, they, they, can, they can hold him with Rollins and then just go head on, starting at Survivor Series, have him... Uh, have him be the sole survivor and then give him the big Royal Rumble push, have him win that, and have him face Brock at WrestleMania. I mean, there's still plenty of time. I, I, I think he's still, I think he has it. It's just, it's just a matter of them getting, getting it out of him, like promo-wise, match-wise. The swagger, he has it, uh, but I mean, promo and match-wise, I think he's got to improve. Yeah, and I think it comes down to kind of relaxing and, you know, being confident in the role. And then once he gets that, he'll be fine. Agreed, agreed. I, I want to get your thoughts, Greg, on on one thing Jeff and I are going to talk about a little bit later when we get more into Raw. Um, you did watch Raw last night, correct? Yeah, yeah. What did you think about the team formation of Xavier Woods, Big E, and Kofi Kingston? Awesome! I loved it. Uh, there's so, so much great things about that segment. Uh, Xavier Wood just like magically popping up in the ring, like he teleported into the ring. He, he, yeah, he, just, he started talking. I was like, "What the hell's going on?" Uh, that brother love suit that he had on. Uh, Kofi and Biggie's reaction uh, is pretty much just like, "Eh, sure, why not?" Yeah, and then he shook his hand. We got we got nothing uh, else to do. I, I mean, you know, I don't mind that they're. Those three are going nowhere as is. I might as well just throw some shit to the wall and see if it sticks. If it doesn't, they could just easily be transitioned back to where they are. So, yeah, Scott, try something new, I guess. Yeah, after after Kofi's been in the uh, company for as long as he has and has always been a babyface, why not try something new? Exactly, exactly. I mean, it, it might work, you know. Uh, I, I mean, the thing is, you know, what they're going to do with it, if they're going to go too far or, you know, I mean, it's always... Uh, fear of that but i mean just you know might as well try it and they're not going anywhere as is so 
Absolutely. Uh, anything else from Raw that really got your dander up, or that you just really loved? Because it uh... no, it was it was a pretty good show. Best in a while. I liked the Miz Dolph match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't have had Miz lose uh, first night he won, but it, Dolph winning, I can't complain about that. Uh, the Page quote turn, even though she's been kind of turning the last couple of weeks. I thought that was pretty well done. Uh, Steph segment was really great. Uh, Brock, you know, I, I can't can't say anything bad about him. I, I think the the build to SummerSlam is going to be pretty good. Uh, last month's pay per view is obviously a placeholder, so they didn't really have to go all out. And uh, you know, September coming up and uh, network subscriptions. I think the next two months that they're going to go all out and try and give us a good show. It, it, whether it is good, whether it translates from paper to the show. Uh, I have to see, but I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna go balls to the wall and give us something good. They're they're gonna go all out, but not enough apparently to get you to sign up for that network yet, huh? Maybe I, I've been thinking about it since the last time I called. I've been thinking about it. Uh, I'm trying to trying to I guess uh, judge it out where right. WrestleMania will be covered sure. under it. So I probably shouldn't what do the... it until like October or November, but. Yeah, that would be. That's what I think a lot of people who are maybe on the fence now are waiting for is to wait until they can get that WrestleMania show next time. Uh, in the next two months, though, what what's the one thing that they could do with the network that would make you that would just push you over the edge, saying, "Yes, I have to get this now. I don't care if I wait until the WrestleMania period. I need this thing right now." Uh, it's just an uh, interesting current product. Okay, uh, that's the main thing. Because like I said, I've I've got a bunch of old. Uh, you know, WrestleManias and Royal Rumble DVDs and just a, a lot of stuff on Daily Motion and YouTube, so I can look up that. Uh, it, the big thing is uh, interest in the product, and I I, I hate to get uh, all excited, but I think they're starting to move in the right direction after last what, night. What if the next NXT special, say this NXT special happens in the first week of September, and the main event is Sami Zayn versus Kenta? Still not buying it? I've never been that much into NXT. Okay. Uh, Kenta and Sami Zayn, I've followed them, but it, it would have to be more of, of the main roster sure. stuff, more than the NXT stuff. But I, if, if SummerSlam gets pretty well booked, and uh, I mean, I could, I could see myself ordering it like the day before SummerSlam, just like to get that show, yeah. if, if none of my friends are are going to be home and I can't like mooch off. <laughs> right. But I want to let you guys go. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, take it easy. Thank you so much, Greg. You enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. Later. From beautiful Indiana in the Midwest. That was Greg. Thanks a lot, Greg. Uh, Jeff, what do you think about that before I, uh, before I go? So there's still some holdouts of the network. What do, what do I think about him being from Indiana? No. Oh, never mind. Continue. <laughs> Sorry. There's still some holdouts for this WWE network. I I think they might see a big kick. I wonder if that's a consideration for a lot of people is that, okay, I've gone this long without it. Maybe I can wait until October when I can get that WrestleMania pay-per-view date within the six-month window. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting because, I mean, they're just going to recap the pay-per-views the next day on Raw, and they're probably going to do a lot of rematches from the pay-per-view the next day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
you know, you don't really, it's not, I mean, to go along with current product being hot, it's not a, it's not a, if I miss it, I'm going to miss some part of the conversation. That's, that's what it's really going to take. And, you know, WrestleMania is that talking point. SummerSlam usually can be. Um, So we'll see. So we were talking about the, uh, the tag team. Uh, championship match the Usos retaining against Luke Harper and Rowan uh, mm-hmm. as Battleground so that was one of the big matches I was excited for yes and I think that's part of it really oh, you were uh, excited for an Usos match I was excited for a Luke Harper match okay let's calm down um, <laughs> so that match happens finishes a bit surprising the Usos yeah. continue uh, yeah. a little bit less surprising once the next night happened but uh, yeah the, the the Wyatts lose again and seemingly now, uh, they may be out of the tag title picture unless they just want to keep burying it. Um, but once that match was over, I'm like, okay, I was really looking forward to that match. Now, it's kind of all downhill from here on the show. So already I was less excited, and then I continued to be less excited for the remaining two and a half hours that I was about to go in for. And then seemingly right after that is when we got the brawl with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins that eventually canceled the Dean Ambrose-Seth Rollins match. So what started out very well in the first half hour, the next half hour, kind of a bummer to me. I thought that was a poor move on their part. Uh, I'll double back a bit. Uh, Yeah, it looks like uh, the Wyatts are going to be uh, taken out of the tag title picture, which is a shame, but... um, I tend to think that the tag belts are now going to be reserved for the team of Kofi and Big E just to just to connect those two. It, it seems like that would be the next step if you're gonna if you're gonna do something new. New mid card stable. We're going to give them the tag belts to uh, give them a little bit of legitimacy because the Wyatts don't need it. The Wyatts are over. Yeah, they really so, don't. Uh, I'll, we'll get to our thoughts on that during the Raw. Um, and then, yeah, I thought it was a uh, poor move on WWE's part to cancel the match at this point. I thought I thought if you're going to do it, do it after the beatdown of Ambrose. I might have been fine with that. Because um, at that but, point, it's never real. It's not real until the show starts. Yeah, it's not. A, and it's not, you know, and people saying it's a bait and switch. It's not really a bait and switch. Uh, because Ambrose did come back later. But they, at the same time, they hyped this match. You wanted to see this match. They didn't show the match. Well, and, yeah, I mean, and, you technically got the match because did, Seth Rollins just, won by well, forfeit. Well, basically, I think they just thought, well, this is, a B, this is a B pay-per-view. Let's right. not blow the proverbial wad here. Let's save it for SummerSlam, and let's do it on a on a bigger show. Right. Which, you know, but still, the reasoning in terms of logic and storyline was kind of poor. In terms of oh, there's a fight backstage. I'm gonna throw him off of the show. Okay, it was <laughs> fights. It, fights happen all the time backstage. I don't see anybody else getting booted from the building. Well, the hurtful thing is this came after the RAW where they spent, you know, two hours of total TV time hyping <laughs> up the WWE Network, and this and is one of the matches the other, they're pushing. Yeah, and the other hour beating down Ambrose. Right. So <laughs> you're you're hyping up this match to sell your network and to sell the pay per view, and then. You know, say you signed up a bunch of people from this, and now the first pay-per-view they get to see, one of the matches that was advertised, really doesn't happen. Now, technically it happened with Seth Rollins winning by forfeit, and then you had the brawl, so you got those two on pay-per-view. But you didn't have to announce a match. I, I was thinking of uh, the one SummerSlam, maybe five or six years ago, where Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels were in this big program, 
but they did not do a match at SummerSlam. They did a confrontation uh, the night where Chris Jericho slapped Sean's wife. Uh, you could have maybe not announced a match, but said they were going to do something, maybe an unsanctioned fight or will Dean Ambrose show up to fight Seth Rollins kind of thing. So that way it's not a bait and switch. It's not something where you're hurting your audience and taking away something you advertised yet still delivering the same angle we ended up seeing. Well, they're not, they're also just not thinking about the people that had to pay for this show. They're thinking, well, we got them for subscriptions. They're subscribed for next month. That's the big show. Let's, let's do the push on that one. Um, which, which is a shame if you paid for this pay-per-view wanting to see that match. That's, Mm -hmm. that's the other problem with it. Um, I, and I also want to have done it by forfeit. I want to have done it by count out. If I mean, if you're going to troll us, troll us hard. I mean, do, do, do the big 10 count and make us think that he's coming out. (laughs) You know, I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, sure. Um, why not? Get us, get us more outrage since, I mean, that seems to be the. (laughs) <laughs> that seems to be the move is to get us outraged these days. If, if you, yeah, if but you then if you do that, you're going to have a count out, you know, where no one wins, at least this way, the, uh, the chicken heel, Seth Rollins got a win that he can talk about. Where well, he'd still get a win. It would be a count out win though. They'd count, they'd count Dean out. They'd start oh, the match oh. and they would just do the 10 count. And then he doesn't show. I'm fine with it doing this because at least this way we didn't have to waste 10 seconds. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. Um, again, the angle I'm fine with. It's just, I wonder how many people out there were sad that they, or not sad, but, you know, upset they got the network and then didn't get the match that they were promised. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We had The Miz winning the Intercontinental Championship, uh, last eliminating Dolph Ziggler, who I really thought there for a second I might have scored a win on my predictions. Uh, I did not. As However. soon as they showed Miz outside of the ring the first time, I knew oh, he was I, winning. I knew he was out there the whole time because they kept showing him on camera, whether it was on purpose or not. You knew he was out there. Yeah, and, and I, I, I kind of liked that move not to mention it ad nauseum. I kind of liked that. I know some people got mad about that, but I kind of liked that. Well, ever since I was at a Raw once where I think Edge won a Battle Royal where he hid under the ring the entire time. And ever since that Battle Royal, I wait to see who goes under the ropes. Like, I'm still waiting for Maven to come back in from the Royal Rumble he was never eliminated from. I just don't see why nobody notices that and they continue fighting in the ring as opposed to just go outside of the ring and drag him back in or fight outside of the ring and, until you all just decide, okay, we have to go into the ring. If, I mean, I'm, just... if I'm a superstar in WWE, I'm never entering a ring in a battle royal ever again until everyone is eliminated. I'm staying outside and then sliding back in. Or you do that move for competition sake where everybody kind of agrees, okay, we're getting out of the ring and we're going to drag this guy back in. So he has to be a part of the match. Yeah. But I I would, one of these days when I get in charge of booking raw, I'm going to book a battle Royal. I'm going to have all 20 guys in the ring. As soon as the bell starts the match, I'm going to have them walk outside the ring. Dolph Ziggler is in. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler's Teflon, though. People want him to succeed. People uh, want him to. A couple of notable omissions from the match. Uh, Rob Van Dam and Fandango, who were originally, I believe, uh, scheduled to compete, were not in it. Yeah, I can't remember if Fandango was ever shown, because I, uh, I he assume was sh- he was. Yeah, well, remember when he came out to do commentary, he had announced that yeah. he, w- he was going to be in it. And then they put him on the pre-show. So yeah, And then Rob Van Dam was not in it. He was not he was there whatsoever. 
Nope. Uh, we got the cementing of the page. Oh no, we didn't get that on Battleground, nope, but we got it yet. on Raw the last the next night. Uh, Paige loses her shot at the title. AJ wins. Yep. Um, most people predicted that I was going to go on the outlier that I thought Paige might get the title back. He did not, or she did not. Sloppy match for those two. It was not the best match of all time, and I was seeing people think thinking this was going to be the best Divas match in the last decade. Oh, I thought I thought it was going to be high. I oh. thought it was going to be really good, but uh, yeah, chalk it up to fatigue. Yeah, I will chalk it up to that. Um, Chris Jericho defeated Bray Wyatt. Um, a a win that makes complete sense. And yes. it's one of those where I'm like, how did I not see that beforehand? Why did we all jump to the conclusion that, oh, Bray Wyatt's the young star. He must win this match. You know, if you're going to do more than one, it makes complete sense for the veteran to get the win out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, but you could always just say, you know, Bray with a fluke win and then some sort of stipulation in, in, in the big match in SummerSlam. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, so that was Battleground. A, a largely paint-by-the-number show as it or turned like a, out. Or like a DQ win. And the only, uh, yeah, and the only other thing on Battleground, sorry about that, I didn't mean to interrupt you mid, mid-stream mid there, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, you, you do you do the, the cheap Chris Jericho DQ win, and yep. maybe, but not a clean pinfall, I didn't think, but uh, was uh, Lana. That's about it. Yeah, Lana, uh, she's... I, I don't believe she's in trouble, but she's gotten the WWE in a little bit of a uh, a oh, the, pickle. Oh, that WWE did that on purpose. That's why they worded it oh, that sure. way. Oh, yeah. I, you know. And they love this publicity. Don't don't think for a moment that they're going, oh, no, what are we going to do? They love this. They love the publicity, but what if a sponsor takes it the wrong way? And, like, you guys were cutting promos on tragedies like this? plausible deniability they have that and they did deny it they denied that the recent events comments that uh, well, lana made was about this plane crash and if a sponsor gets mad which probably one did they'd go hey lana or a writer went on their own and they said it this was not the company policy and look we silenced her the next night on raw yeah we're gonna keep her under control from now on. Don't worry, Mattel. Your toys are still good here. They did silence her, and we did not get Jack Swagger uh, on the show. We didn't get Jack Swagger a part of Rusev. Mm. I question if that was the plan all along to keep, you know, to be one and done. I don't believe it was, but it looks like I... they're gonna steer away from the USA versus Russia thing here for at least the next month. It's odd. I thought it was gonna be one and done, and then Swagger caught fire. Right. And then they just continued with the one and done plan, I guess. Yeah, because he was uh he was done. Um, yeah. I guess we'll just start with that to finish it off. But yeah, Rusev and Lana come out, and Lana tries to speak. Great colleague cuts her off. They have a quick little match. Rusev wins, and uh, he was still selling the ankle from the ankle lock the previous night, but not a whole lot of anything else leading to a, a potential rematch with Jack Swagger. Nope. Yeah. So that, and we'll see what happens. It looks like they're going to go their separate ways. Um. The angle of the year took place last night, Jeff. (laughs) Okay. The angle of the year, the best thing I've seen on WWE TV, uh, maybe not counting the night after WrestleMania, but this was awesome. Stephanie McMahon and her angle with Brie and Nikki Bella. We had Stephanie slap Brie Bella, who was in the audience during, and then Nikki Bella can proceeded to wrestle and lose in 20 seconds. Uh, But just to set it up, Stephanie slaps Brie Bella, who's a paying 
fan at this point. Later, we had Flo Rida, who I know you were especially excited to see on the show. Um, Flo Rida performs. Stephanie is the one that introduces Flo Rida. And right there, I'm thinking, well, that's weird. Yeah, I thought that was odd, too. She's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. What is she doing out here introducing Flo Rida? Flo Rida gets done with his three songs that take about, I want to say, six, seven minutes, maybe eight. Uh, he gets done with his songs. And Stephanie is still there in the ring. Gives one more round of applause for Flo Rida. Gets out of the ring. And I'm thinking, okay, nothing to it. That was kind of weird that Stephanie was in there. But the announcers are starting to talk about who Triple H might decide to be John Cena's opponent for SummerSlam. And then all of a sudden, they stop talking. The camera pans a little bit to the side, right there near commentary. And there are two men in suits getting a little close to Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie does not look happy about these two men in suits talking with her. And then there's another man in a suit who's presumably on Stephanie's side here, protecting her from whatever is happening. And we find out that Brie Bella is pressing charges against Stephanie McMahon for slapping her earlier in the night. And Stephanie is arrested for battery in her own building. And this crowd in her own building, (laughs) in her own. Hey, that's what she said. I know it's my building. Mm -hmm. I can do what I want. Brie Bella, Stephanie McMahon and Nikki Bella for that matter. In their two different segments on the show leading up to the arrest of Stephanie McMahon were excellent. The crowd reactions to this were excellent. This is one of those real life kind of moments on the show where it's like they don't really play it up too much like it's a TV angle. And it came off brilliantly. This was the angle of the year and I thought it put Occupy Raw to shame. Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, I liked, uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, I guess Stephanie hasn't learned from the number of wrestlers who have been arrested that once they read you your Miranda rights and you say, yes, the only thing you should say is I want a lawyer. You shut up at that point. Ste- well, you shut up. Also, she's in shock at this point. She can't possibly, she doesn't shock. believe she's in shock. She doesn't believe she's actually going to get arrested. Cause come on, who's going to arrest Stephanie McMahon? So I can understand that, you know, she's That's not even thinking. You. you want, you want to oh, be I know, helpful I know. and you get arrogant and you think you're smarter than the cops. And then you start answering their questions. Next thing oh. you know, you're getting stuck in a hybrid and uh, getting sent down to a uh, police headquarters. Getting sent down. Although I thought, I thought that what made the angle for me was triple H. Triple H's range of emotions too. Triple, Steph- well, triple H's thing uh, uh, with, with Joey Mercury. That, that, that was, was fun. Yep. Fan. Fantastic. But the only thing that, that would have made the only thing that would have made that better would would be Triple H going. Well, you know, Steph needs. You know, this will be good for Steph. I thought that would have been great. But, but even, even yeah, even even the yeah, this will be a good learning experience for her. But it's like they have to process her, don't they? I thought that was a brilliant line. Whoever wrote that needs a raise. Well, the best uh, Stephanie's range of emotions when she's talking with these cops, which goes for about a minute and a half, two minutes. I mean, it's a pretty lengthy time where it's just you can't hear anything but brief snippets uh, between the uh, conversation between Steph and the men in suits. Uh, she goes from, you know, a little surprise to annoyance, to anger, to fear. I, she's just changing all these emotions and it's so good. She's getting let out to the car and Triple H is at first angry. Then he sees the badge and realizes, okay, I better not get in trouble too. So he has his hands up for the rest of the segment. 
and is just asking, you know, trying to get the cops to take it easy on Stephanie, but knowing they're taking her away. And at the end, when Stephanie's in the car and the cops are getting in the car, he's like, okay, I can be a badass again. So he's like, I'll make jokes at the cops expense. Triple H played it brilliantly. And then he does that angle with Joey Mercury where Joey's getting the car for him. Joey wants to know who the opponent for John Cena is going to be at SummerSlam. And that kind of kicks something into Triple H's head like, oh, that's right. I still have to announce this. Uh, Maybe I don't have to go quite yet and I can stay around. And then on the website today, they said that Triple H didn't get to the police station until 1 a.m. So what was he doing from 11 11 p.m. to 1 a.m.? taken two hours to get to this Miami jail uh strategizing the PR fallout probably dinner maybe dinner yeah, yeah that, I that, think just dinner that's a nice little move that they're doing then if, they, if they're if they're gonna go that way with it uh to be honest she wouldn't have been arraigned till the morning probably anyways but uh <laughs> no there's absolutely no way she's getting arraigned at 11 30 yeah, she, p.m she, she's not getting arraigned at 11 30 at night uh, I, unless yeah, Jerry I, McDivitt knows a judge in Miami which is I, very possible I thought Steph was was really good in this. I was waiting for for the for kind of not necessarily the hack, but the over dramatic crying, falling on her knees, you know, fetal position to not go. Nope. It's so good that they didn't go there. I she was so. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it because you know Steph already looked a bit like a mess, anyways. I'm sorry, but I'm sending in my awards was, ballot right now, that, and Stephanie McMahon is best on promos. That dress was terrible. That, uh, was, a, what? that okay. was not a not an ideal dress for her that current body situation. Ten, ten pounds of meat in a five pound bag, right there. That uh, okay, but but nevertheless, not to get too misogynist on your favorite performer. Yeah, really, really good angle, really strong, really entertaining. Uh, she's I'm been not the, the biggest Steph fan, but oh, uh, she was she was great here. She's been great the past few weeks. This I, is her best year ever of being an on screen performer. And she is doing great. She's been doing great ever since the week, the month before WrestleMania. I mean, the lead up to the Daniel Bryan match, this whole segment, she's been awesome. Yeah, it's her best, but you know, there's part of me that says it's also her worst. Oh no, best on the, promos. Because when she when she gets in that Vince McMahon, you know, growling mode, and just go, eh, you know, whatever. But uh, no, I, I really enjoyed this. This was fun. See, I still think the whole show was fun. It I'm, was a great Raw. I, I mean, let oh, me, it was a great Raw. Let, let me start. Let me start with the good. I, I really, you know, me being the biggest haterade drinker in in the universe, possibly in terms of logic and storylines and matches. But uh, no, I, I really liked Raw a lot. Raw was very entertaining. No Cena, that was great. No Cena. <laughs> no. Uh, did we have Sheamus? We didn't really have anything with Sheamus. Um, at least as far as I can recall, which is a good thing. Royal uh, Pains promos. Yeah, but they left the boring guys out of the show. Yeah, and I loved it. No Seamus. You even got, I mean, this was a night, if there ever was one, a sign of the apocalypse. Zack Ryder and Dolph Ziggler both won matches on this show. Did did you think that that was, uh, that was a goodbye gift to Zack Ryder, like a lot of people did? Uh, very well could be, or that they just had no one else to do that. That's true. Like, they want to continue. It was a Fandango lost more than it was a Zack Ryder win. Very true. Um, so, why not? Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it was very good Raw. Started off with, uh, we alluded to it, um, Triple H needed to choose an opponent for John Cena. Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Kane, and all wanted the shot, and none of them ended up getting it. I, I love Triple H's reasoning for wanting to pick an opponent. He wanted to be wooed. I mean, he was he was basically Carmelo Anthony of this offseason. <laughs> he wanted finally to be impressed by someone instead of him just trying to call the shots. 
So he wants these guys to be impressing him. And who comes out but Randy Orton doing the exact opposite of what Triple H just said he wanted. Randy Orton saying he deserved it because of past performance, because he was owed something. Not because of anything he earned, but because of what he was owed. I thought that was pretty funny that Randy Orton completely ignored Triple H's wish. I, I, I did like the continuity call of, yeah, I still need my one-on-one rematch. And I'm thinking, yeah, well, what about Batista? He won a Royal Rumble. He didn't get his one-on-one. Yeah, he'll get it eventually. I, I, do, I don't find Orton particularly excitable when he comes out in terms of promos. I just, eh, he's he's going to, he's going to monotone it up and, da, 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 and you know, I'm part of the authority and I, it's like, okay, I get, he, I like him in the ring. I, I could use a little bit, you know, something. I don't know what. This is uh, the part where I think they miss CM Punk a little bit. Maybe a, a lot of other guys too, because it might be time to turn Randy Orton a baby face but you have no top heels. Randy, Randy a- Orton can be that baby face who, you know, he's a star. So when he comes out, the crowd gets into him because they know of him. He doesn't have to be a champion by any means, but he could be a good, you know, mid to top level baby face no, to get other guys over. He's fine in the ring doing that, both main event baby face and heel. It's just his promos, even as a baby face, aren't that spectacular to me. Right. Um, but it looks like we're going to be leading into a Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, as we yep. have thought for a while going into SummerSlam. I still don't know where that leaves Kane. Uh, I could very well see in them uh, do a triple threat match with Kane involved, but I hope it's not that way. Uh, yeah, so uh, basically at the end of that first segment, we knew that Triple H would pick an opponent. It was no, It was not likely to be any of those three guys because we all knew who his opponent was going to be. Uh, but that kind of kicked off the show. Uh, we then had the start of that Stephanie McMahon angle with Nikki Bella versus all of the divas. You know, Stephanie is trying to get Nikki to quit. So she's just putting them in these situations where she hopes she just calls it quits at some point. I'll be the guy to say I really like that they gave Alicia Fox the win. Alicia did get the win with the axe kick. Mm-hmm. Why not? Keep you know? her strong. Sure. Keep her strong. Sure. Why not? Uh Bo Dallas and Damian Sandow was a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> Bo Dallas is apparently still a heel. Yeah. Although he's a babyface on this show. Damian mm. Sandow did the LeBron James gimmick for the second time as he was LeBron James in Cleveland. This time he was LeBron James in Miami. Mm-hmm. That was the second time. Bo Dallas losing a bit of the uh, baby fat around the gut. Good on him. Start, uh, good. I mean, he needs to do some crunches because that's the one thing. You know, when he's jogging around that ring, it's once you see it, you can't look away. Well, I need to do some crunches, so I'm so not do gonna, I. I'm you know, I'm not in good as good a shape as Bo Dallas. You so. are a sexy man, Rob McCarron. Don't ever let anybody tell you different. Okay, this show has turned a corner. Um, hey, Rob, how are you? Stop it. <laughs> Getting a little weirded out, even though you're three thousand miles away. <laughs> Continue. All right, uh, we had a segment advertising Chris Jericho's highlight reel, which. <sighs> I found kind of funny knowing that Chris Jericho was not there. So we have this angle during the commercial break on the WWE app. (laughs) We have a video of Chris Jericho getting beaten up by the Wyatts. And obviously that was going to make him unable to host Chris Jericho's highlight reel. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we get this. And that would explain why Chris Jericho was never there to begin with. And they taped that last night or the uh, Sunday night during Battleground. 
So he's not there. Um, Bray Wyatt comes out to host the show. Like, hey, the highlight reel is all set up. Why not be the host? And I don't know what he said. I know he finished by saying sooner or later they all fall down to Chris Jericho. Like, I know I didn't beat you, and I don't really care about beating you. I'm all about destroying legacies. But sooner or later, you will be beaten. That was what I got out of this thing. Yeah, he did He did a lot of his you know, catchphrases from before, like he's the eater of worlds right. and things like that. I think he needed to get to the point a little bit quicker here. I th- I mean, they, there were some boring chants. I didn't mind the rant, but I wanted more on why, you know, how he wins wars or he cares about winning wars more than battles rather than, you know, little references to children's games to that effect. I wanted, I wanted a little bit more of a vicious sounding promo. Yeah. Than, than kind of the playful psychotic. But, you know, I like Bray Wyatt. I like watching him. There were rumors out there, I don't know where they started, that they were going to do Jericho. Maybe it was just a fan guessing that Jericho and the Usos would wrestle the Wyatts in a six-man sometime this week. Not going to happen, kids. Chris Jericho is not at TV this week. So if you were oh. waiting for that, don't hold your breath. I think that was the rumor going into SmackDown or maybe even for next week. Yeah. I could very well see that happening next week. I could also very well seeing that six man happening at SummerSlam. Hope not. Well, as we'll get into a little bit later, there's a lot of stuff for SummerSlam coming up. True. Um, The Miz and Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler got the win here against the Mm -hmm. new Intercontinental Champion. So maybe they'll do something with those two. Um, I was surprised. That's for sure. Uh, Yeah, I really liked what they did with Miz, tweaking the Miz's entrance too. I thought that was really good. I I thought the new outfit worked. They they finally went. They should have done this week one yeah. with him with the full on Hollywood gimmick. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the new the white suit white suits were all the rage on this show. Yeah. Um. But but like the little uh, verbal things in in the uh, yeah the female the entrance yeah the female yeah. voice kind of uh you know over here over here, kind of like the publicist for the Miz over here uh, he's here blah blah blah. It's taking my friend Damien's idea. I like the Johnny Cage sunglasses. I'm hope he's handing out eight by tens after the match. I can't remember. Did, he still wrestled in the tights, right? Or did he wrestle in the white uh, pants? Uh, tights. Oh, I believe. Okay. I, I uh, couldn't. I couldn't remember once we started talking about that. Enjoyed this. Shocked that Dolph got the win. Shocked that they put those two together coming off the bluff. But again, people like Dolph, so you give him a win over a guy that people care about. And Miz is uh, inherently unlikable the battle, as a character. The Battle of Hollywoods. Hollywood, yep. Florida versus Hollywood, California. Yeah, we Dolph had, lives out here too. But I don't know. Tell anybody. I know okay. that. Okay. Hollywood, Florida. Um, and ironically, both guys from Cleveland. <laughs> Paige, uh, the Paige cementing of her heel turn happened on Raw. Uh, there was AJ Lee versus or AJ Lee and Paige against Natalia and fun going Emma. <laughs> AJ got the win with the black widow after the mm-hmm. match. The two friends are celebrating a bit. And then AJ got beaten up by Paige. Finally, the confusion is over. Uh, she cemented her heel turn and Paige telling AJ that it was her house, which she allu- uh, She, by the way, alluded to in her promo when, AJ returned. I mean, basically when AJ returned, that was Paige's heel turn. And then here we just got it full on. And it looks like they're going to rematch again at SummerSlam. AJ and Paige for the Divas title. And this time, maybe the crowd will care a little bit more because they at least know what's going on. I thought they'd draw it out a little bit more. 
I wasn't sure I, I bought the heel turn at this time, but, uh, you know, it, it was inevitable. Uh, also, I would have uh, probably, if, if you had asked me, I, I wanted Paige, this is my house, kind of, yeah, I, I would have rather she'd be more psychotic about the title. I well, think that would have helped. Well, we've had psychotic about the title before. Right. Um, I, I like this angle because the whole thing was when Paige won the title, people didn't know if she could hang. You know, all the veterans were coming up wanting to be the one that beats her. Um, the whole angle really does make sense to me. I Paige, in her promo on the night AJ returned, was talking about how she knew exactly what she was doing when she originally won the title. Okay. So this was a long-term plan from Paige. If you're, if this were real, Paige, she's conniving. She comes back, or she debuts in WWE, and she has her stuff on. She has her ring gear on. She's ready for a match, but she's toying with AJ to get her to put up this title, and she succeeds, and she wins. Mm-hmm. And then... She's AJ's friend. She's all she's trying to get the title back when she loses it to AJ a couple of weeks ago. She was she's this conniving woman, okay? And now she loses to AJ last uh two nights ago on Battleground. And she knows she has Sorry. to do something different. All right. And she finally beats up AJ. It's her house because at this point, she's a cocky woman. She knows she can win the title. She doesn't know she's a rookie. She thinks she's this veteran who's owed this title. Right, but the title gives her legitimacy. The title gives her the legitimacy. And well, that's why she should be more upset about losing it. Well, she is upset about losing it. She went crazy on AJ. Yeah, but she. But but that that's yeah. But still, I mean, my my point is not this is her house. It's 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 about my belt, my division. I'm the best here, right. as opposed to as opposed to and 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 here's why this is my house didn't work for me. Uh, because you, you compare that to Stephanie saying this is her building. No, I, so, no. so it's kind of, for on. me, it, uh, no, I, I think the belts matter. I think belts matter. Well, the matter. belt does think... matter. It's her house. That belt is the key. Okay. So, I, and this is her house and you know, it's her house by having the belt. I think she's complete. It's the same thing. Okay. I mean, if she were just saying I'm the best wrestler, blah, blah, blah. No, I don't want that. I want, I want the belt to mean, yeah. mean a loss of identity. That's, that's, that's what it was for me. I, I think uh, that's, I think that's what it is for me too. On the other side is the belt is the, she lost the belt. She lost her house and it's her house. She wants it back. Wow. Okay. And that belt, <laughs> and that belt is the key to the house. Do you, do, you, do you think that they did the turn too quick? It's a very big doorknob they have on that house. Do you think they did the turn too quick after the pay-per-view? Do you think they should have done another week of kind of being friends? And well, then, again, and then... um, the turn happened four weeks ago. So well, I, think this I mean, is... the reveal. How about that? The yeah. be- in terms of the physical attack. No, I think it's perfect timing. And to your point, too, it had to happen this night because she just lost her match for the title. Okay. Okay. So yeah, she's not going to keep right. going with the charade. She was going with the charade for the last three weeks leading into Battleground. Okay. Now that she lost, the charade's over. She needs to get her title back. And she needs to tr- do it in a way that's not the same way that failed. So I, I, like- I think it was the perfect night to do it. And you still have four weeks to go until SummerSlam. So you have some time to keep building up this story. Um, I would be... An- I'm highly anticipated for the rematch. I think the rematch is going to be a lot better than what we saw on Battleground. Yeah. I really do. I liked uh, AJ's reaction to the CM Punk chants. Oh, shrugging her shoulders? Shrugging her shoulders with a 
I don't know. I'm just here, guys. It's right. me. Yeah, it's it's AJ. How about chanting for me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had the Ryback's loss or win over Kofi Kingston and Big E, which led to Xavier Woods just appearing in the ring out of nowhere. Bagger Vance just appears all of a sudden. Yeah, he he starts talking to Big E and Kofi, um, saying all the things that you would think he would say. We got to stop dancing on cue. We got to stop, you know, trying to get these crowds to cheer us. It's it's not time for us to give. It's time for us to take. It's our turn now. Mm-hmm. Kofi nods his head. Big E nods his head. And we have Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, and Big E as a new group. But my question to you, Jeff, is it racist to call them the new nation? It's not racist. Racist means you think less of them. Uh, Let me ask you this, because this was just a preliminary thing from watching the angle. I thought that Kofi was far more into saying yes than than Big E was, and I thought they might play that up as Big E being kind of a reluctant heel and Kofi being full on, yeah, let's do this. Oh, yeah. They're very well good. I, you know to what I tell up, you to build to build up Big E. That's what they I'm, could very well build up Big E. There's still Mark Mark Henry still out there. A lot Mark of rumors Henry's that he, he might join this group. I could very well see Big E not being totally into it. Maybe yeah. kind of breaking off, and that's when Mark Henry comes back, and you get a Mark Henry and uh, maybe Mark Henry versus Big E, leaving Xavier Woods and Kofi to go after the tag titles, or Titus O'Neil, or Titus O'Neil. I, I I always love when when you mention the new. What nation, about Heath Slater? People are yeah, that's if you're going Heath Slater. Oh, what about that? You know, Heath Slater is a perfectly good geek to put in this if they wanted to just throw someone to the wolves as someone who's trying hard to be a part of this. I could also see Damian Sandow being a part. I too feel oppressed. Something. Yeah, why not? You know, I I I really don't want that. I don't want them to. I don't want them to be a humor group necessarily. But uh, I, I like the pairing. I, you know, if they do something interesting with them, let's see. I, I think I think they're going to tippy-toe here a bit because of the politics of it all. I think they're going to try and do the Lana allude to certain things about race, but mm-hmm. not necessarily go full-on race-baiting, much like the nation did. Well, Xavier uh, Woods went <laughs> yeah, he went as close as you can without going full-on in this promo. Yeah, with, with the dancing and the step-and-fetch-it type right. of... Uh, yeah, but uh, we'll see. And I think Woods is a good promo guy for them since I don't think they're going to use him in the ring. I think he's going to be a, the manager who can take bumps. Yeah. No, he he was good in this role. I mean, it's the best thing he's done, even though it was only five minutes worth. And then they can um, use it and, and play up kind of the PhD. Right. Thing too. Yes, absolutely. And I just don't think whether people get added to the group, whether people get subtracted from the group, I don't think these three are the final uh, iteration of this group that we're going to see. But it has time to build. I'm kind of hoping they don't put our truth in it. Well, yeah, I don't want to see our truth in it. Our truth can just be on his own. I mean, he's old enough to just be a baby face, you know, wrestling here and there. Um, yeah, I, I want him to see him separate from this angle. I don't even sure. want to see him alluded to around yeah. here. Or maybe he's the guy that's like, Kofi, what are you doing? And they have a brief little singles feud with Kofi, and Kofi I puts think, R-Truth to bed. I, I think they're going to offer it to him, and he's going to reject it, and that's going to be the first beat down to get these guys over. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what if they just become the new NWO, and there's just they, they get every guy in the company who's a mid-carder until that one person turns them down, and it's one on ten. Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder. Stand tall. (laughs) 
Um, yeah. Uh, Cesaro is no longer a Paul E guy. Mm. Which makes that whole thing. A, I mean, he's the new, he's the new Ryback pretty yep. much. Funny thing was, uh, I made note of this, you know, coming out of WrestleMania, Cesaro, the hot guy, got to get him away from swagger coming out of battleground swagger's hotter than, uh, than Cesaro. He certainly is. Certainly is. And now both of them, might just be on the downward trend. But uh, yeah, Cesaro just announcing he's no longer with Paul Heyman. Uh, so we, we kind of knew that he wasn't going to be heavily involved with Paul Heyman since Brock Lesnar was coming back. Uh, but they just fully cut it off. He is no longer anywhere close to him, yet still a bad guy. As yep. he was tasked with beating up Dean Ambrose, he pretty much did that for about 12 minutes until Dean Ambrose said, enough of this, I'm going to hit you with a chair to get DQ'd. I uh, thought Brock I thought this was where Brock was coming. I I didn't think of it until people started talking about it on Twitter. I'm like, you know what? That might make sense. Brock Lesnar just beats up both guys and says and that's kind of his impressive way of getting Triple H's attention. Mm-hmm. Uh did not happen that way. Cesaro beats him up for twelve minutes, takes the DQ win when Dean Ambrose attacks him with a chair, and we have uh Dean Ambrose still being the loose cannon and Cesaro, who knows what'll happen with him. Leads us into the main event, which was Brock Lesnar returning. He is Triple H's plan C. Paul Heyman got him to accept Brock Lesnar as John Cena's opponent. And uh, Paul Heyman cut a promo for about six, seven, eight minutes. Almost the same promo that he cut the night after WrestleMania. And basically saying that 15 titles in 10 years... That's something to conquer. And Brock Lesnar is going to conquer the title reign of John Cena. And that is our main event for SummerSlam. John Cena against Brock Lesnar. On your ballot for best promos, Stephanie's number one. On mine, it's Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is the greatest manager of all time. If I was doing work, due to his work the past two or three years, puts him over the top over Heenan. If I'm doing a legitimate ballot, Paul Heyman's number one on mine, too. I probably do put Stephanie number two. But yeah, Paul Heyman's been excellent this year. He's cut the important promos when they've mattered. And it's going to make this main event at SummerSlam matter. Paul Heyman cutting the promos for Brock. The best is Brock reacting to Paul's words. That's just the best. When he gets that little smirk at times where Paul says something that amuses him. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Uh, interesting that he shook hands with Triple H, whose arm he broke. It's the uh, second time he's done it. So, yes. I mean, we knew it was going to happen. Triple H at this point is doing what's best for business. And what's best for business is more important than his feelings towards Brock. He knows Brock is that tough SOB who can take care of Cena. Yeah, you know what's really going to make this feud now is this first Cena promo. Because if they come out with wackety schmackety John Cena calling him, you look like an albino moose who lives on a farm like the Unabomber. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's gonna it's gonna kill it. He has to be serious, John Cena. For for all of it, I think, unless he does that wackety schmackety. I love saying that term for some Apparently reason. Apparently, you do. Uh, and, unless he does that kind of promo and just gets F five like twelve times and yeah. then comes back humbled. Like the Iron Sheik got a hold of him. I I wonder if they're going to reference the first match seen in Brock uh, just from Extreme Rules a couple years ago. I wonder if they'll reference that at all. Please don't. I Okay. I, 
I'm fine if they do, as long it's as they fu- put it in context. But it's funny. It's funny that Greg goes, "Man, I don't see how they can screw that up." And all I thought was extreme rules. Yeah, yeah, I, but you know, John Cena, the fight of his life kind of gimmick. If, as long as he does the serious promos, this will get over. Yeah, you're right. If he keeps doing the stupid comedy promos, Brock Lesnar's not the guy to do those promos with. He's allowed one, and it's the first one, and he has to be destroyed after that, so that he knows that this is serious. What I wonder, though, is if Brock and, J- and John are going to be on the same Raw anytime before SummerSlam. I could I could live with Bro- Brock having taped segments sent in. Whether it's taped segments, whether he's there on a Raw where John Cena isn't with the filming of this uh, Judd Apatow movie, I don't know. Um, we'll see if they get on the same show. Maybe the go-home show is when they're finally in the same ring. Uh, but it's a main event for SummerSlam. Uh, it looks like we have a direction for a lot of matches at SummerSlam, so I want to go over some of those. Uh, well, let me let me throw out one quick thing here, uh, just because I, the fantasy booker in me uh, awoke to something um, after this show. And I want to hear if this were a territory type of system still after SummerSlam. If we're assuming that Brock wins, possibly, how would you feel about the next August angle since August is kind of the doldrums and they're always looking for that spark having all these former Paul Heyman guys still be Paul Heyman guys and forming a stable like almost a horseman like stable of just badasses like Rybaxel's like a tag team maneuver away from being a really strong kind of tag team in that slot. You have Cesaro. They've been sleeper agents after leaving there. And they just destroy after Brock wins the title, they just go destroying everything in the WWE, including the authority, so to speak. If you want to turn Randy face, which you were saying kind of at that point, that would be the time to kind of do it and have Heyman have his new dangerous alliance. And this was kind of his plan all along well, as part as part of plan C. I don't know if it's the plan all along type deal. I can see it happening because if Paul Heyman wins the title, okay, if Brock Lesnar wins and Paul Heyman has the world title, he can go to all these guys that he kind of set aside and say, I have the power now. Let's get our group back. Don't leave kind of thing. Um, Yeah, maybe he goes after the tag titles. Maybe he sends Cesaro after the Intercontinental title, even though that hasn't worked yet. Um, And having them be an actual stable as opposed to the way, the way they usually do factions. They could, I don't see it happening just because I don't don't, think you break Cesaro off only to put uh, him back with him. but I I don't either, but it was just a fun idea I was thinking of because I was, yeah, the, uh, the next pay-per-view is in Nashville, September 21st. It's going to be night of champions. So we're, it's about five weeks, uh, after SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. So they have plenty of time in between. And then they have Hell in a Cell, which is only a couple weeks after that. Um, Night of Champions. You gotta, if Brock Lesnar is going to win at SummerSlam, you kind of have to have him on that show, don't you? Yes. I don't, I don't like the Night of Champions concept anymore. I think it's outdated. Yeah. I, it, well, first of all, there's not as many championships, so it's easier. Because if the night was, you know, every championship gets defended on this night... Certainly easier to do that now. Uh, but yeah, if Brock Lesnar's not going to be around for every pay-per-view, and you would think that the B pay-per-view in between SummerSlam and Hell in a Cell probably is the one you would keep him out of. That's the only title that means anything, It's too. the only title that means anything. You're going to keep him out of it? Yeah, no. He'll he'll be back for that. 
Or the obvious uh, question that's begged from that is whether Brock Lesnar wins at SummerSlam. That's interesting. I'm not so sure he does. I'm maybe 90% sure he does at this point. I'm 90% sure, but that's that part of me that thinks this is where they really cement John Cena's legacy. Haven't we said that a lot this year? Like, this is the match that cements his legacy. No, this is the match that cements John Cena. No, this is the match. Well, they keep on upping the ante now. I mean, when they up the ante with he's the greatest WWE champion of all time, now he has to surpass Hogan. And now he has to surpass Austin and Rock. So, and even The Undertaker as a personality. So this might be that move. I thought they were going to do this with... Uh, I thought Roman was going to originally get the win over Brock or maybe even Daniel Bryan. But uh, they may just go uh, full on the thing that works and make the thing that works even stronger. My thinking is... I don't think at, they will. I at, think there's uh, a chance of it. Yeah. At WrestleMania next year... I think they are going to do Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar if you're booking it starting right now. And of course, a lot of time things can change. I think you do Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and that has to be for the title. I could see them doing a, a a legacy match, John Cena versus The Undertaker. You know, Undertaker wants to see if he can still go so he takes on the biggest guy in the in the uh, company, John Cena. John Cena wants to prove that he's, you know, the best at WrestleMania or whatever. Whatever you're going to do. So okay. he takes on The Undertaker. I could see Undertaker wrestling one more time and it being against John Cena. Certainly a match that makes a heck of a lot more sense than wrestling Sting at a WrestleMania. Um, but how they get there, I don't know. I think Brock Lesnar wins the title at this point, but we still have a few weeks to to kind of hedge that bet, if you, you will. He, he kind of wins the title and leaves a la more, I, like punk? I don't think he'll be on every show. And... Yeah, it wouldn't make sense not to be on Night of Champions, but I can certainly see him keeping him off Night of Champions. Maybe putting John Cena against someone to see who gets Brock inside the cell at Hell in a Cell. Um, or maybe Paul Heyman. You know, this was the end of Brock Lesnar's contract and Paul Heyman's angle is trying to get Brock back or or Triple H trying to get Brock back because he needs the title. I don't know. There's certainly a lot you can probably do. What they're going to do, who knows? I just don't see Brock on every pay-per-view. And there's always a lingering question of Daniel Bryan. There's always that. Yep. Lingering is certainly a good word to use. Well, I wonder if Brock would prefer to build a match with Roman or with with Bryan. Just Um, out loud, I'm thinking that. Yeah, I, I think certainly it would be easier for him. Whether he's a guy that cares who he loses to or not, I don't know. But I think it's easier for him to lose to Roman Reigns than it is Daniel Bryan. Yeah, but I think he'd have a better match. I mean, it's going to be one of those things. Do I want a better match or do I want the bigger kind of spectacle of going up against another big guy like th- Roman Reigns? Yeah, that's true. Um, and he certainly used to be a guy who cared about that. Whether he cares yeah. about that now, I'm not so sure. Even though almost every match he's had except for that Undertaker match at Mania this year has been excellent. Oh, right now, what he cares about, what's going to make him the most money. I think right now, Vince, Vince would go to him and go, you know, Roman Reigns. This Roman is Reigns the, is the money this match. Gonna, this, this, this is going to be the full rocket push. Roman Reigns yeah. is the money match for sure. But looking at the SummerSlam card, because uh, okay. there's a lot of stuff that can be done on this show. We have Lesnar and Cena. Uh, Got to figure they're going to do Ambrose and Rollins on this show. Mm-hmm. Whatever type of match they do. Uh, Got to figure they're going to do Randy Orton and Roman Reigns on this show. Uh, wonder mm-hmm. what they're going to do 
something with Bray and Jericho. And the reason why I thought they might do a six man at SummerSlam is because if you don't do a six man, you're not going to be able to fit the Usos on this pay-per-view. There's just too much other stuff. You can do a pre-show match, but who do you do it with? The Wyatts or somebody else? And then what are you going to do with the Wyatt family? You do it with the mid-card African-American stable. I could see Jericho wanting the Usos to team up with him because at this point Jericho's mad. He's pissed off at all the Wyatts because they attacked him. So I can see a six-man going. I I, I could too. Yeah, I could see a six-man, and then that's your second match. Bray can win it, and then you do the third uh, match, Bray Wyatt and Chris Jericho. Uh, as the actual singles feud ender, if you will. Um, so I kind of put them together. Uh, you have Paige and AJ, because mm-hmm. I think they're going to do this rematch on that show. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz, maybe, for the Intercontinental Championship. That might be your pre-show match. That very well could be the pre-show. And you also have Rusev maybe going up against Sheamus. Yeah. So that's that's seven or eight matches right there. Seven, if you uh, if you make the six man tag, that's a pretty full lineup. Maybe fit one or two more in there in case you do put one of these matches on the pre show. Maybe do something with Naomi and Cameron as a final kind of feud build or uh, feud end. No. Or maybe you do something with Steph and Brie Bella. Maybe. God, they have so many other guys though. That There's a they lot of things even... that can be put on the show. It's Sounds a question like of what's going to be. There has, I think you're going to get something like your four corners tag match. Mm-hmm. Where, so you get eight guys in there. Um, yeah, I think you're going to probably have a few multi-man matches here. Before we close, do you think Stephanie McMahon will wrestle? Once, yes. That's going to be the blow-off. Okay, so not at SummerSlam. I think SummerSlam would be the place. Okay, I, I do too. I think... I think we're going to see the Bellas against Stephanie and a wrestler or Stephanie against Brie Bella. It's one of the proverbial big four. So, yes, that would be the place to do it. Absolutely. I, I could see it happening. Um, it's just trying to look at this card. I'm like, what feud can can withstand nine or ten weeks of build if they skip them wrestling on the pay-per-view? And I guess maybe... Uh, I don't know, actually. Maybe Miz and Ziggler, possibly. Paige and AJ skipping a pay-per-view. Yeah. Something's going to have to, because you just have too much stuff for this pay-per-view. But I'm looking forward to it already, not knowing what's going to be on it. I'm looking forward to it. I am, too. Might be their life. The Battle of the Hollywoods. Yes. Put that match on last. Dolph Ziggler and the Miz. Or don't. (sighs) I like Ziggler. Raw was, a good, <laughs> Raw was a good show. Uh, it was watched by quite a few uh, millions of people. Four and a half million people watched Raw last night, making it the highest rated Raw since May. So good for WWE getting interest back in the product. Brock. A little bit at a time. Brock, Brock. Lesnar there, you know, figuring out what was going to happen. You know, the, the audience grew from hour one to hour two and then three. So people were intrigued by what was going to happen. It, it's that road to SummerSlam, that oh, yeah. first one, because the first uh, that that first Raw on the road to WrestleMania, I think after either Rumble or uh, Elimination Chamber, I think it was Rumble was pretty high too. Yeah, Rumble uh, had a good audience bounce at the end uh, at the next Raw. But um, I want to ask you this question because I'm looking at this poll. Dave Meltzer on his website has a poll up. 
Who was the star of Raw? Several names are listed. I want to see what your answer is. And I also want you to tell me which name doesn't belong on this list. Go for it. Who was the star of Raw? The options are Triple H, Roman Reigns, Stephanie McMahon, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, Damian Sandow, Brie Bella, Paige, or Dean Ambrose? Who was the star of Raw? Oh, man. The answer is Stephanie, by the way. Yeah, your answer, Stephanie. My answer might be Heyman, but Ste- on Stephanie... this Raw, Paul Heyman is the star. He cut the same promo that he did the night after WrestleMania. He didn't do anything special. I mean, I'm glad he... to see him back and cutting promos. Strong close for the show. All right, but you know, it, it, Stephanie. But see, Let's... the Stephanie angle doesn't mean all that much to me. I mean, yeah, okay. she was great. She was great on it. I'm going to see what the uh, results are. For pure entertainment value, maybe Triple H for me. But, uh, you know, I'll go with your answer of Steph. No, Damian Sandow doesn't belong on this poll. He does not at all. I am going to uh, see if I can find what the results are. Um, Damian Sandow has more votes than Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, Orton. Three to one. Uh, There have been... Does it get 161 votes so far? And this poll was apparently just put up. So 161 votes. The leader in the clubhouse with 51 votes is Stephanie McMahon with Paul Heyman, number two and Brock Lesnar, number three. And 35 of those are you. Um, Only five of them are me, <laughs> Jeff. So calm down. Today's Tuesday, right? Yes. All right. Today's Tuesday. So we got main event coming up on the network in 45 minutes from when we record this. Yeah. We'll find out where we're going with some of these angles. We're getting uh, Rusev and Sheamus tonight on main event. So don't really expect to get a clear winner in that one. It's going to be the beginning of that feud. It seems to be like it's going to be the beginning of that feud. Mm -hmm. Um, If they really want to combine people, you could definitely do that four way. Maybe an intercontinental and a U.S. title unification. Uh, That's no. Put Ziggler, Miz, Rusev, and Sheamus all in the same match. Why not? No, no. I don't see it happening. Uh, That's going to do it for this week of Shake Them Ropes as we've covered Battleground and Raw leading up into SummerSlam. I want to thank Greg for calling in, sharing his thoughts on uh, Raw. If you would like to call in to our next taping of Shake Them Ropes, you can. You can go to Shake Them Ropes and then go to the live show info tab and you can get our phone number for Skype and our landline and find out when we're taping by following at shake them ropes on Twitter. And you can be a part of the conversation. If we're complete idiots about whatever's going on on raw, you can correct us live on the air. Oh, you'll, you'll get good odds that I'm being an idiot about it. (laughs) I went, I made my predictions on this show, and then the next day I made my predictions on VoicesOfWrestling.com for Battleground, I went 2-7. and seven. I did oh, I not just, have a good I just, night. I just figured people would hate my opinions. Hey, <laughs> if you hate Jeff Hawkins' opinions, you can Please. follow him on Twitter. I'm not going to give you his Twitter handle. You have to guess. It's CrapGame13. At CrapGame13. Please feel free to write me much like certain personalities in TNA have been. Yes, if you... <laughs> Jesus. We 
Are, we're not to say his name, though, right? No, don't. We we won't reveal who it was, but he got a little butt hurt. We will we will not say his name. Um, no. All right, off to watch main event, <laughs> and then also off to see if uh, Chase Headley's going to do anything in a Yankees uniform for the rest of this year. That's it for Shake Them Ropes. For Jeff Hawkins, I'm Rob McCarran. ShakeThemRopes.com. You all have a great rest of your week. I hate baseball. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.